Hey, this is Joey Rumble. I'm the pastor of Summerbrook Church in Somerville, South Carolina, and this is our podcast. I hope the message you listen to today speaks to your heart and helps you connect with Jesus and grow in Him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the message. Good to see everyone. How you doing? Looking great. Good to have you. Launching into a new series this week, Just Give Me Jesus. Good to see you in the house and online. Good to have you. I got a question for you, uh, and I just wanted you to reflect on this question. Do you uh, want to be a wise person or a foolish person? I want you to think on that. Do you want to be a wise person or a foolish person? And matter of fact, we'll, we'll uh, see. I'll ask for a response here. Everyone who wants to be a wise person, if you'd raise your hand right now, be great. Everyone, all right, you want to be a wise person. Is there anyone in the house that would say, you know, I want to be a foolish person? Anyone? I, I, I didn't think so. We all, we're in church, Joey, what are you talking about? We want to be wise people, of course. And that's true, it's unanimous. We all want to be wise people. And this is what this, this series is all about, Just Give Me Jesus, we're going to look at several of Jesus' teachings and several of his miracles. And from it, uh, how we can be wise people and not foolish, because all of us wants to be wise. But you know and uh, as well as I know that sometimes we make a foolish decision and we're like, man, what was I thinking? Well, we want to uh, start lessening how many what was I thinking comments we have uh, about ourselves. And so we're going to look in Scripture, and I really believe today's uh, passage is a launching pad for the weeks to come, because with it, I believe it's a reflective point that each week, if we think back on this passage of Scripture, it will enable us to walk wisely. So let's look at it in Luke chapter 6, verse 46 through 49. Go ahead and pull out your message notes, and uh, let's journey together. This is uh, Jesus is sharing. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. Now Jesus is uh, sharing this passage of scripture in Luke 6 and uh, there's also, uh, you'll see it in, in Matthew 7 and the ending of the Sermon on the Mount and some people title the the Luke passage, the ending part of all of that teaching, the, the Sermon on the Plain. But in that culture there in Israel at the time that Jesus shares this, um, what would, the case was that during the hot summer months, the sand around the Sea of Galilee was hard on the surface. But a wise builder knew that he needed to dig several feet below the surface to bedrock in order to establish the foundation for his house, to have a foundation. And during that period of time as Jesus is speaking, there was a religious establishment 
that had embraced a mere surface righteousness built on unstable foundation of religious pretense. So Jesus is talking about here us building a, our, our, our spiritual house on a foundation. And he, he, we're going to dig into how he uh, speaks on this. And I was asking Brian Wiersing, one of our small group leaders, as he was, uh, ma manages uh, building projects. I said, uh, tell me your, your, your tallest building project. He says, well, we had one that was 13 stories tall. And I asked him, how deep did you go on the foundation for a 13-story tall building? And he says, you've got to go down 120 to 130 feet deep. And matter of fact, in Charleston, there's this uh, Cooper Morrill that's about 90 feet deep. And so uh, depending on the uh, height of your building, you've got to get down to that and, through, and on the height depending even through it. I want to ask you, you, you all of us, we want to build a wise we want to live wisely, not foolishly. Well, Scripture says that uh, we need to build our life on a foundation. Now, what is that foundation? The foundation is Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, the title of this message to, uh, this morning is, It's All About the Rock. See, Jesus is our foundation. We build our lives upon him. He's our strength, our foundation. It's all about the rock. So, so let's look at, this is what I love, he, uh, Jesus shares how to build a strong foundation, and he contrasts a wise person who builds their house on the foundation, and a foolish who doesn't, has no foundation. The wise person hears the words and does them. The foolish person hears the words of Jesus and does not do them. So that's where we're going to contrast and really dig into, are we being wise or are we being foolish? Now let's lean in. He hears the words of Jesus and does them. And we're talking about, uh, it's important to hear the word of God. And the wise and foolish both hear the word of God. But it's the response that one does it and the other doesn't that has an issue. And we're going to dig into that. But let's look a little bit uh, Real quick on hearing. It's really important that we do hear the word of God. And, and so let me give you some tips on uh, hearing the word of God. Uh, one is making sure you get into the words of God personally. That you don't just uh, talk about reading scripture, but you, we get into it personally in our personal time with God. And jumping into a group and discussing how to apply the word of God into our lives. Those who hear my word and do them, not just, so to do it, you got to know what to do. And that's where we hear the words of God. Another one on hearing Jesus, uh, hearing the words of God, I believe, is that we go to God and say, God, your word is the final authority in my life. It is the authority. The scriptures are the authority that govern all of our decisions. Jesus speaks his word to us, and we're called to follow it. It, but we got to hear what Jesus is saying. we got to get into God's word. And also, it's, we make a decision right up front, God, your word is, is my authority. And so we got to go to God's word to hear it with a, what? A submissive, humble spirit. Lord, teach me. Read me. Read me, God. Let me know where I am right now. Speak into my life what I need 
to be doing. It's beautiful how God will speak. So we need to be hearers. Another one I I recommend is um, that you develop a, a prayer life where you sit at the feet of Jesus, meaning you find a devotional time where you not only read scripture, but you be quiet and just listen. And I know it's kind of awkward sometimes, but you can develop and cultivate this uh, receptive heart to listen. Matter of fact, uh, on um, May the 5th, National Day of Prayer, we're actually moving our church-wide prayer meeting from 6 a.m., and we're going to start meeting at 8 a.m. on Thursdays. If that fits your schedule, that would be a great, another great way of hearing from God. And we'll sit there, it will be as a church, we'll intercede for our city and on National Day of Prayer, our nation, even more so. And we also take a, a, a period of time there where we'll break down and, and discuss scripture together and how we're applying it into our lives. If that fits your schedule. That would be a great way to grow in being a hearer of God's word. Now, let's look at the, the doer part of God's word. Those who hear my word and do them build their foundation. The foolish hear the word but do not do it. It's all about the rock. Again, it's all about the rock. Scripture, and the rock is who? Scripture says how the rock is Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation, the cornerstone, which we'll get into in a moment. He's our, our foundation. It's about Jesus. And let me explain to it on the obedience part. He shares right there that first scripture, the first part in Luke. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? If you're calling him Lord, but you're being disobedient, he's not Lord. But it's hard to be obedient. This is what's beautiful. Jesus shares with his followers, if you love me, you'll obey what I command. If you love me, you'll obey what I command. Obedience flows from a love relationship with our creator. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved. God loves us dearly. And so we understand that as we celebrated Easter, what a great celebration was together as a church. And we celebrated Easter, what he had done on the cross when he said, it is finished. He paid the price so that now we can be in close relationship with God. Our sins don't stand in the way because they're forgiven. Oh, it overflows in our lives. And from knowing we're dearly loved and that close relationship, then what do we want to do? We want to obey our Lord. We want to obey our Savior. You see how obedience starts to flow from this love relationship. The grace of God enables us to be obedient. So if we're going to hear God's word, we need to make sure that we do them. Let me give you another tip on obedience. So that's that close intimate relationship with the Lord where you don't, you want to stay close. You don't want any sin, any disobedience to get in the way. I believe another one is reminders. Everyone in here wants to, including myself, wants to be wise, not foolish. But sometimes we forget what the Lord spoke to us. So just like you do in your career or your family, you set reminders so you don't forget to do things. I encourage you to do the same thing with God's word. I encourage you when uh, the Lord's speaking to you right now in something through this message that you make sure that you retain it. Text it to yourself. Write it in your Google Drive doc or whatever, however your way of remembering what to do. Just as you know that uh, at work or with your family, if you forget something, man, people are going to be disappointed. 
Or if you forget something the Lord spoke to you to do, you need to find ways to remember. Because uh, we don't want to be saying, oops, oops, I forgot, God. I'm sorry that you told me I was supposed to do that. Sorry I was disobedient. And we, w- we know sometimes that's going to happen, but we don't want to be doing oops all the time, okay? And that's where we get very practical. We really drill it down. Okay, I'm going to hear your word, but I'm going to do it. I understand you're saying this, so Lord, I'm going to remember. I'm, I'm going to be wise with that. In uh, 1989, I was living in Charleston when Hurricane Hugo hit. And I, I'll never forget it. I mean, it came through, and I mean, it was devastating. I want to show you a picture here. Of, this was a house that, what, had no foundation. They, they, they didn't have that uh, strong foundation. And uh, none of us, uh, I mean, that's horrible. And I, I remember during Hugo, uh, just the devastation afterwards. But none of us want to have our spiritual house. Our family end up like that with no foundation. Well, this is what's important. Guys, we're not just talking about our spiritual foundation, but it's all about the rock, Jesus, for our personal lives. The legacy, if you have kids, of your kids. The legacy of your grandkids. The legacy of people that you lead in your small group. The legacy of you serving in the kids' ministry or youth ministry or your, your neighbors. This, this, this foundation is huge for legacy. It's huge to have this firm foundation in Christ so that what? We survive the storms of life and we end up not like that house in our personal lives. And how do we do it? Jesus, the rock, our firm foundation. See, we're not to reflect culture but to transform it. Those who hear and do it, Scripture says will be blessed. Let me share with you. James 1, 22 through 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For anyone who is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and what? Perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. Love the practical piece here. He will be blessed in his doing. Perseveres. If we're going to build a legacy in our lives. If we're going to be hearers of the word and doers and persevere, what does that mean? That means day in and day out, be a hearer and a doer of the word. That means week in and week out, month in and month out, year in, year out, decade in, decade out, that we what we end up building this uh, legacy of being obedient, what, persevering over the long haul, that can happen in our lives. Just give me Jesus. It's all about the rock and being obedient to what he speaks. Isn't it wonderful? That we, we, as we read scripture, that he's saying, if you hear what I say and do it, you're building your house on the right foundation, on me, Jesus Christ. And if you don't, you have no foundation. It's all about the rock. 
In Luke 20, verse 17, Jesus refers back to a prophecy about him. And I'll read it to you. Jesus looked directly at them and said, When then is this that it is written? What then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Now, since ancient times, builders have used cornerstone in their construction projects. A cornerstone was the principal stone usually placed at the corner of an edifice to guide their workers in the course. The Bible describes Jesus as the cornerstone that his church would be built upon, that it would be built upon. He is foundational. Once the cornerstone was set, it became the basis for determining every measurement in the remaining construction. Everything was aligned to it. As the cornerstone of the building of the church, Jesus is our standard of measurement and alignment. So let's talk about this cornerstone in our life being built upon the rock, Jesus Christ, and not just being hearers, but doers as well. Let me be very, uh, uh, give you something that's going to happen. Storms and life will come, and they'll come to all of us. Storms and life will come, and they're going to hit all of us. Some to a heavier degree at others. Certain seasons will be heavier storms than others in our personal lives. But all of us will face storms. So the, the question is, are we on the foundation of Jesus Christ? And are we being obedient to what he is speaking to us? As a matter of fact, Scripture shares here in Luke and Matthew that it uses rain, flood and wind in our culture today there is just a rain of moral filth in our culture i mean it's just it's i mean the storm of moral filth in our culture i mean it's just pounding so do we have a deep strong foundation in christ being a hearer and a doer of the word to be able to survive that rain of moral filth the flood the flood of adversity Every one of us face adversity and challenges. Are, are, we on the, are we being obedient what the Lord reveals to us so that we can survive the adversity that we'll face? It's going to happen. The wind of disappointment. Are we being hearers and doers of the word when we, we uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick? scripture says or are those times where we're facing the wind of disappointment and we're just like we we feel it just it's onslaught of, of man we thought this was going to happen but it didn't and it's just disappointment it hurts it's a storm we're facing how do you make it through that storm those who hear my word and do them it's all about the rock being on that firm foundation Church, I, I love that second song that we sang, Same God. And I love that line in there that we may not face Goliath, but we have our giants. We have our giants we're facing. The winds and the rains and the storms of life, the floods, they're, they're going to come. It's not if, they will come. That's why it's so important that we're in God's word and not just being hearers. We've got to be hearers. But then we need to be doers. Don't you love that the Lord just says, hey, hear my word and do it. Hear my word and do it. 
So I want to contrast a foolish person and a wise person. And some of these I feel a little guilty on, I'll be honest with you. But I, I really believe we need to contrast a foolish person and a wise person in a few areas. So we're going to look at four. A foolish person does it this way and a wise person does it this way. And we're talking about how to build our life on the firm foundation of what he is sharing and being obedient to it. A foolish person is always in a hurry. A wise person slows down. A foolish person is wise in their own eyes. A wise person goes to Jesus, give me the answers, humbles themselves, and then goes to other Christ followers and asks for godly wisdom and counsel. That they, they, a, a foolish, wise in their own eyes, a wise person is not wise in their own eyes. They seek Jesus. They seek the wisdom that he provides and other godly Christians. And that's how you grow wise as well. A foolish person does not think it through. A wise person thinks it through. If we're going to build our life and our families and our church on a strong foundation, we need to think it through. A foolish person has misplaced priorities. A foolish person makes wrong trade-offs. A wise person makes, builds their life on correct priorities that will last for eternity. It's all about the rock. So I want you to reflect on those four. I feel that, that sometimes I'm, I'm doing what the foolish person's doing. Other times I feel like I'm doing what the wise person's doing in those contrasts. Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 through 21. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, and whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Jesus is our cornerstone. And it's all about the rock. And as we are on Christ, he enables us, sustains us, strengthens us to be not only hearers, but doers of the word. So church, if you want to make headway, you need a, where in your life, and I'm reflecting on my life as well, where in your life are you being a hearer, but not a doer? And where in your life where you're not even being a hearer sometimes, you're not slowing down enough to really hear as well. Where is it? I believe all of us, every one of us in here got some foolish things we're doing right now. And we need to go to Jesus and ask him, Lord, where am I not being a doer of what you have revealed? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your wisdom. God, we thank you for your insights. And I pray that each one of us would understand it's all about the rock. Being on the firm, your firm foundation, Christ. Thank you for what you did for us. And that we receive that 
by faith in what you did on the cross by grace, unmerited favor of God. Thank you for that. Not by works. But God, as we've received that, and you're our foundation, God, I pray that you would enable us as Christ followers to be obedient to what you reveal. Lord God, we don't want our, our, our lives to be blown about by the storms, but we want to build a life that is obedient to you. So as I'm praying for you, I want to encourage you, whatever that area your takeaway is, just lay it before the Lord and ask him to give you wisdom of how to walk it out. Lord, I'm praying for divine wisdom for each person here, that you would enable each person here to walk out the divine wisdom that you're speaking to us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said together, amen. I really believe this is foundational for the weeks that we're going to go into several of Jesus' teachings and miracles because we're going to hear him speaking. We need to hear it. And then we need to what? Be obedient to what he reveals to us. And if we look at the miracles and his teachings, man, this is foundational church. I want to encourage you. Don't want to miss next week. We're going to look at one of his miracles. That Man, it has been a game changer in my personal life and in our church. I'm believing uh, for life change through this message next week. You don't want to miss it. And so fired up about this series.